Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to a show that's for you. Those that work so freaking hard for your money and you're ready for your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now so that you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, is it? It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Guys, thank you for allowing me to be able to create a ripple effect in your life in whatever way that might be. Thank you for allowing me to share with you. And thank you for tuning in. You've been binging. You've been sharing with others. Even some of you I know, our clients have been sharing it with some of your friends saying, this is what's changing in my life. Thank you so much for doing that because this is the ripple effect that I've always envisioned. And you guys are making it not just reality, but you're making it beyond what I could have imagined. And, and you are helping a lot of people. You are liberating people because of the choices you make. So thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't done so already, guys, check out moneyripples.com. Go use that passive income calculator to see how much passive income you could create in the next year. That's right, the next year. Not two years, not 10 years, the next year to see what you can actually do. As I just showed you before in a podcast, it's pretty dang awesome. So if you haven't used it already, go try that out today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money. And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out Secured Investment Corp., Dot com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I want to talk about a question that's coming up a lot, even among our own clients, because it's no secret that there's a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace. People don't know, hey, should I put my money in the market or not? The stock market, that doesn't seem great. Even in the real estate game, there's still been turbulence, especially from 2022, now leading into 2023. There's been some turbulence for the real estate game as well. And so the real question comes down to this is, how can I know an investment is safe? How do I know the investment I go into will actually make me money that I won't lose money? And that's a great question to ask. And here's my answer. You don't. (laughs) You really don't know, 100% at least. You can definitely do what you can to minimize risk, but it's really hard to know for almost any investment. And this is the case, even for me. Like, you know, I have rentals, for example. Rentals would be one of the most lowest risk things I could be doing because at least you know the value of those rentals will not go to zero. But is it possible that something could go wrong? Could there be bad tenants? Could there be other maintenance issues you didn't expect that would cause more costs to go into it and lower your returns? Yes. Will you ever go to zero? Pretty dang hard to do, especially if you have like insurances and other things in place. Now, when it comes to putting your money with other people, you're right. This is where now you're one degree separated from that investment. And even more so if you go into a fund, because funds can be even two or multiple degrees separation, depending on the type of fund that you're going into. Now, real estate funds, usually it's a two degree type of separation, right? There's 
somebody that you're investing with and then they're investing maybe with other people. If it's a syndication where they go in and invest one deal, at least you're only one degree away. That person that you put your money with is usually the one that's operating or them, their company or their team will go and operate. And I mean, operate, not like operation, like, but you know, whatever. Okay. Sidetrack. So it's not like that, right? It's not like operation. I mean, like the operators that are actually doing the management of the property, whether it's an apartment building, self-storage units or whatever it might be, they're the ones actually doing the work, but you're putting your money with them and then they do the work. So there's still that degree of separation that does create a little extra risk. But if you go into a fund where someone says, I'll take all your money, I'm basically capital raising, I'm raising money. And then I go and I find the deals and invest in those deals. Now you're trusting them to trust the other guys. They're the other people that they're investing with. And so there's an element of risk. And so I want to share with you what I've shared with many of my clients. And even in our Wealth Accelerator program, these are some of the questions that I've used. Now it's more of a mental thing, but I've put it into a spreadsheet. So I'm actually going to share that with you guys to share kind of what kind of questions do I look at? How do I analyze a deal to lower that risk? Because I know even the best operators, even the real estate game, those that have been doing this for decades, still things could go wrong. Now, it doesn't mean you'll lose everything, but it does mean things go wrong. Now, when people ask me, what about the stock market, Chris? Like, at least I won't lose everything. And the likelihood is you won't lose everything in the stock market either, right? That's another advantage. And the stock market's liquid. You could probably get in and out. You could sell out of it, even though most people don't, even though they should sometimes, they won't. But at least there's not always that kind of risk there. You could get out. The problem is, of course, you have zero control. So let me share with you exactly what I use. All right. So this is my little spreadsheet. Isn't it pretty? This is how awesome I am at Excel (laughs) because I'm really not that awesome, as you can tell. It's pretty dang simple. The thing is, I even got to add up a score. So you can actually put scores in here, numbers in here, like I could put in an eight. And guess what? It tallies up to be an eight at the bottom. So I can do stuff like that. So anyways, let me talk about this my question. Just so you can get get an idea of what I look for. And heck, if I got clients watching this, this might be good for them to review as well. So number one, and this is kind of weighted based on most important questions for the most part. These questions are pretty much in order. Number one, this is the first question I ask of myself, not of the investment, but of me as an investor, is to what extent am I motivated by passion or interest rather than just money? In other words, how much of this is motivating me based on rates of return versus me actually liking the investment and understanding the investment, right? Because here's what happens. Psychologically, they've proven this, is that the higher the promised rate of return of an investment, the less due diligence somebody does on that deal. I repeat, the higher the rate of return on the investment, the less due diligence somebody does on that deal. I've had so many people say, oh man, Chris, there's this great, great fund that's paying 10% a month or 3% a week, all this kind of stuff. It's amazing. And it's not even that much money out of pocket. And think of how much cash flow you make. And if I just keep doing this for X number of years, I'll be financially free. Well, here's the problem. I'll have to ask, well, beyond the money, which sounds awesome, why would you invest in it? Well, it's really cool. Well, is it cool because you're getting paid a lot? At least you think you're getting paid a lot. Or is it cool because there's something else behind this investment that you think is really amazing? So like people might say, oh, Chris, you just invest for money, right? No. I mean, I like when I get paid money, but that's not my primary reason. I like to do investments that I actually believe in, not just from a financial perspective, but even from a value creation perspective. Because here's the key to any investment. Dollars follow value. It has to have some sort of value creation. This is just like in 2006, right? I remember when I started to learn this stuff and one of my friends said, hey, there's this company called 12 Daily Pro. You should invest in it because every 12 days, what happens is that they pay you, it was at 24%, right? 
So if you do the rule of 72, it basically means that every 36 days, if you kept reinvesting it, you would double your money every 36 days, even better than 10% a month or 3% a week, like some people have talked about, right? And so it's amazing. And I asked the guy, I was like, holy cow, how are they doing that? And he said, honestly, I really don't know. And in fact, if our other friends, he's like, I know there's some of our friends in this, but if some of our friends that talk about following principles would hear about this, they would be very angry. He's like, but it's 5,000 bucks that I threw in here. If I lose it, I lose it. It's gambling money. I just figure once I make the 5,000 back, I'll pull my 5,000 out, let the rest just go. I was tempted to do it myself because I thought, man, that's a lot of money. Especially coming from financial advisor, or only, I realized the SP 500 doesn't even make 8% a year, right? So I'm thinking, okay, is good. But before I gave in, I was kind of hesitant and I was still researching it. Well, during that period of time, guess what? It got shut down. Why? It was a Ponzi scheme. And often when I see people going after chasing these rates of return, I've seen other people like, I get paid 25% a year. Now, I'm not saying there aren't investments that are good investments making 25, 30 plus percent a year. Heck, I've got an investment right now, a partnership that I'm in that the cash and cash returns are about 40 to 45% a year. It's amazing. I love it. But the thing is, it's got to make sense in the context. My big thing in that first question is questioning me. Am I just being swayed by returns? And I remember I asked one guy this. I said, besides money, why would you do it? Well, it gives me tax advantages. Okay, that's still a money answer. Give me something else. He didn't have it. And so this is my point. It's questioning your motives. Now, number two, we've already flirted with, right? Number two is how well do you understand the investment, how it provides value to others, and how to make it successful. Notice I put extra layers in this, right? One, you got to understand how it works or what the investment actually is. If you can't understand or simply explain it to your spouse, it's probably not the right investment for you, at least not at this time. Can you figure out how it provides value to others? Again, if you don't know, that's a big issue, right? Just like my friend, he's like, I don't know how they even make money. Okay, that should be a warning sign. Now, somebody, I had somebody tell me, hey, 3% a week, it's amazing, this company. I actually did a podcast on it last fall. They're like, it's incredible. You make 3% a week, you'll make so much money in five years, you'll be financially free. And I said, yep, but what is it really invested in? Oh, it's dealing with crypto exchanges. Oh, even worse. So something they can't control either. So they're just somehow gambling it and you think that somehow they're experienced. Oh, let me look up those people, which I'll get into that one. That's another question down below, right? Those kind of things. You got to understand how it really works. But really, how does it create value? Like when I buy a rental property, I know I'm providing a house. I'm providing a home for a family. That is creating value. I know it's providing a home. Now, I'm not being a slumlord, right? Like I'm just providing a place with three walls. No, there's not even a fourth wall. It fell down, right? I'm not doing that. I'm actually providing some sort of service, especially now. Think about it, the opportunity. Everybody's complaining that interest rates are starting to go back up on the mortgage rates again. And what's also happening is that prices are still going up because there's a supply shortage because nobody wants to sell their home. And so prices just keep going up. The appraisal keeps going up, which could create actually its own bubble if we're not careful, right? But those prices keep getting driven up. That creates an opportunity to rent a house. Be able to say, ooh, I can create more cash flow because now it's pricing the amount of the market. They're still willing to pay at least a decent amount for rent and not have to worry about this. So there's an opportunity there. Also know how to make it successful. If you understand how it really works, you'll understand, oh, this is why it makes money. Here's how they're successful. You know, I'll give some examples later, but just that. And notice I put here, just like I do in, in number one, explain how you know. So I actually, in the action, there's comment section right there, right? This is something that I have people do. It's like, put in the comments, tell us. The action would be is, are there additional questions you don't know that you should be doing? So again, I have everybody rate this from zero to 10. Number three, how much control or influence do you have over the outcome of this investment? Very important question. Really, these three, 
most investments will not pass these first three questions. And if they don't pass the first three, they will not likely pass these next five that I have on here. This next one, how much control or influence do you have over the investment? In the stock market, how much control or influence do you have? Well, I could buy or sell. I could pick my funds. That's not control. Do you have any control over the outcome? Could you make that stock price go up? No, you can't. Can you make it go down? No, you can't even do that, right? You can't even make it go worse. You can just go in or out, but you're riding waves. There's no control in that, is there? So when people will put their IRAs or 401ks in here, they'll realize I have like, maybe I'll put a one here because I can pick my fund, but other than that, I have no control. Even stock traders, they'll score a little bit higher than that, but it's still very limited because they realize it's still they're riding waves. They're just trying to figure out how to put like maybe stop losses and things like that to try to minimize our risk, but they still have quite a bit of risk. There's still a lot of market risk there. Now, in real estate, do I have control or influence? Depends. If I buy my own properties, even if I have a property manager, I have a lot of control and influence, huge amount of control. By the way, business, I call this an opportunity questionnaire because even business ideas could be run through this. If you're looking to invest your time, energy, or and or money into a business, this is a great example. Do I have control or influence over this? Or am I helpless? This is why, by the way, Warren Buffett buys big percentages of companies because he doesn't want to just be like every other stock trader. He goes in and buys a good share, a big enough interest that gets him a seat on the board of advisors. Some cases, he'll buy the majority or all of that company so that he can have more control. Him and his team can ensure his investment. That is what a real investor does. That's how they actually reduce their risk. That's why Warren Buffett is not a stock investor. He's a value investor. He's a business investor. He buys businesses, not stocks, right? So how much control influence do you have? Heck, even if I'm looking at things like I'm in an oil and gas investment, do I have control or influence over this? Not really. I don't have a lot of control or influence over what's going on because I'm hands off. I'm letting them do it. Now, if something were to go wrong, do we have rights? Are there things in here, just like with any apartment complex or self-storage units, if that person's not performing, can I do something about it? So could we foreclose on somebody if they decide to not you know, actually pay us as our debtors, right? So it depends on what the contract is and how this is set up. Am I an equity partner? Am I a debtor? Do I have better claim on that money and things like that? Can I force them to pay me back legally because of the contracts and things of that nature? Then I can have a little bit more control or influence, right? I'll tell you this question. I had a guy that he wanted to invest in an oil investment. And this was a very standard working interest, like drilling, like full on drilling type oil investment. And it was actually with one of my friends too. And so he said, hey, I'm really thinking about doing this. And we got to this question. I'm like, well, what control or influence do you have? He's like, I don't have any. I said, well, why don't you ask them if there's a minimum amount that you can invest that would allow you to be at least on the board of advisors? And so he did. He asked them. They said it was only $50,000, not a lot of money. They said $50,000. He's like, done. I'll do it. And then after he got more involved and got on the board, he realized these guys aren't that great of operators. They're not that good of business owners. So basically he just gave him an ultimatum, said, listen, I have a lot of money in this deal. And I think he even put more in after that. He says, listen, I realize that you guys are not good. Like you don't know how to talk to the oil drillers. The oil drillers don't know how to talk to you because you're just financial people. I'm going to step in the middle and become your CEO. You're going to pay me a salary. <laughs> so he basically negotiated his own salary as CEO and helped to try to make sure he could protect his investment that he had with money in there as well. That's how you get controller influence, right? So you can get pretty creative with this. I'm going to fly through the rest of these. So those big three, those are the big three. Four, to what extent does it generate predictable cash flow quickly within 90 days? Now, I know there's some investments that you might have to wait six months to a year to get paid on. That's not going to score a 10 in this, is it? It means you have to wait a little bit longer. I noticed the longer I have to wait, the riskier it is. 
whenever somebody says, oh, this is a great real estate investment, but you're going to have to wait five years before you get paid. Oof, too much can go wrong there. Even a year and a half. I mean, that still makes me a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because I really am banking on that happening. I like regular, predictable, stable cash flow. That's what I like. I like to know that I'm getting paid right off the bat. The sooner, the better. And I'm sure you probably feel that way too. And again, I can notice I say predictable cash flow quickly. Like I can actually know what's going to be not just, uh, hopefully they'll pay me something someday, right? It's, it's going to be somewhat predictable. Maybe they even have like a preferred rate of return, like a lower bottom rate of return that they're going to pay you, right? Those kind of things. Five, how much demand is there for this investment? Think about the real estate game, right? A lot of people that got into trouble in the last recession got into trouble because they were trying to, especially some of my friends, some of them were trying to buy these humongous, like multi-million dollar properties. But when the credit market froze and the banks didn't want to lend anymore, guess how many people could actually get a loan for a $2 million property? Almost none. There's almost no marketplace for it versus a property that maybe was worth like a hundred, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000, much bigger marketplace, a lot more option. It's better. So when I buy rental properties, people are like, whoa, what about real estate prices? Well, if I'm buying about the average price of that area or less, guess what? I'm not that worried. Now, if I was buying way above it, I'm more worried because I know there's gonna be less, really less demand for that property. So that's one thing I try to do to minimize my risk is I try to buy properties that are at or, or a little bit below what that average median home price is for that area. Now, this could be playing the business as well. Like if you're looking at business idea, how much demand is there? If there's no demand for it, don't do it. Yeah, I don't care if it's your passion. There's got to be some sort of demand, right? Six, how well do you know the people and their philosophy that are actually doing the investing? This one, if you're investing with other people, is so important. In fact, that one would probably come up in the ranks a little bit more if you're doing that kind of thing. This is so critical. This is why a lot of people will hire us because they say, hey, listen, we know that you have people that you've trusted, that you've done investments with, that maybe you've vetted as well, and that kind of eliminates some of the guesswork. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed by any way, shape, or form. Because still, things can happen even to the best of investors, right? But at least you know it's not just like some person that's a great marketer. And there's a lot of people on podcasts, not just me. I'm not the person that does the investments. I'm not taking your money or anything like that. But there's a lot of people that do podcasts or get interviewed on podcasts willing to take people's money, but they've only been in this game for maybe five years at most. Some of them been a lot less. And they're just so good at communicating that that it makes it seem like it's got to be the perfect deal. And it's not. Even people have been around for the last 10, 15, 20 years that maybe have been through the experiences and whatnot. That's good. Another thing too, uh, philosophies. It's very important to understand philosophies. If I ever hear somebody say, high risk creates high returns, you're like, they're like, hey, you know, high risk creates high returns, right? I don't invest with them. I don't want them taking high risks because I know low risks create high returns, not the other way around. The whole purpose of the sheet is so you take lower risk to get the highest returns, not just return on your money, but return of your money to go with that return. So again, that's, I can't stress that enough. How easy is it to get out of the investment and get everything back that you invested other than time? If something goes wrong, could you sell it off? Could you get out of it? Are there multiple exit strategies? So why well, I see sometimes there's certain syndicated deals, right? It might be apartment building. They can't get that refinance. They can't get that long-term financing that they hoped to get before that was the plan. That's been a lot of the reason why many apartment deals have been kind of having some issues right now is because they were banking on literally to refinance. Well, up front, if they were being proactive, they would say, well, what if we can't refinance? Is there another thing we could do? Could we sell this asset? Can we just keep it as a long-term rental? Could we renegotiate the terms of the interest that we're paying on the short-term loans? What can we do, right? Having those multiple exit strategies makes it a safer bet. This is why when I do rentals, people are like, yeah, but what if the values go down? Don't care. 
because I'm getting paid cash flow. As long as I'm profitable, I make good cash and cash returns. I don't care if the values go down a lot. Now, I will put 20% or so down on a property so that there's a little equity buffer. So if I do have to sell it, at least it gives me some wiggle room to be able to sell that property off more easily. So that's where I get multiple strategies there. And the last one is to what extent can you leverage other people's time, money, or relationships? So again, leverage. Can I leverage other people besides just this being a do-it-yourself a project, right? Because that just becomes ridiculous. So anyways, guys, I know that I want to really emphasize on this and how important doing due diligence really is. Those are the eight questions I have. They're not all of them. But hopefully by answering just some of those questions and being honest with yourself, we're truly deeply honest is what's so important with this questionnaire that if you were to do that, it opens up other questions to ask. And really they're good questions to ask and address so that you feel very confident knowing that you're in the best place. Notice I didn't tell you what the score has to be because really the score is actually a person by person basis, depending on how either strict you are on the scoring or how liberal you are on the scoring. That's where it's a little bit subjective. So you have to base it on how liberal or strict the person is. But I'm just here to tell you guys, the point of it is this. You can ask whatever questions you want. There are no guarantees, right? That's the truth. I know that when I go into these investments. But I'll tell you this, what gives me comfort in going to these alternative investments, especially when I know I have people I can trust with my money, the thing that gives me confidence is knowing that I'm buying real assets. When I invest in things, I like real assets. I like tangible things that hold value. I like to know that my money is in that kind of place. It's in an asset. I know that things could go wrong. I know that things can happen. Heck, I've even had rentals that haven't been awesome. Like maybe I had a crappy property manager who put in bad tenants and that made it a headache for us. But you know what? I still made money. <laughs> I still made money. Even though it was a little bit of a headache, it was a little bit painful because I did this kind of thing to lower my risk. I didn't lose anything. In fact, I still made and gained money regardless of those things. Again, nothing's guaranteed in life, right? Other than death and taxes and lately inflation. But we do know this is that we can do what we can do. And with the more control that we have over our money and over our life, rather than throwing our money at financial advisors, rather than throwing it into markets where you have zero control and you just hope and pray it works out, that is not a strategy for freedom. In fact, you can never be free as long as there's fear. Fear and faith can never coexist in the same person at the same time. It requires you to be able to do all you can to take control of your money, to take it back and then place it in those places that you know you can feel confident in, that you can sleep well at night and knowing that not only does it pay you cash flow, but at least you've got some protection too. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. I want you to make a wonderful, prosperous week. And of course, if you guys have questions, you can always reach out to us at moneyripples.com. Go to the contact us page. If you have questions or if you want some help with this as well, make it a wonderful, prosperous week. We'll see you. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.